You're listening to the winning literary show, Off the Shelf Books Talk Radio, live with host Denise Turney, author of the books Long Walk Up, Portia, Love More Over Me, Spiral, Love Has Many Faces, and Rosetta's Great Hope. Turn up your dial and get ready for a blast of feature author interviews, 411 on book festivals, writing conferences, and so much more. Ready? Let's go. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Success is no accident. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you are doing. And that's from this soccer legend, Pelé. Success is no accident, he said. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you're doing. That must be the ingredients he used <coughs> to become the soccer legend that he became. And again, that's from Pelé. I want to welcome you, welcome you this morning and let you know that you are listening to the Winning Books podcast, Off the Shelf Books. Welcome to our Saturday, September the 16th show. We have a wonderful author on deck for you this morning. I always learn so much from the guests we have on Off the Shelf, as I'm sure each of you do. And I'm glad to see, I know Blog Talk Radio hit a little snag a couple of weeks ago uh, a, a wonderful show i was doing uh, but they their technology is back working well and for the most part it's always been working well as long as i've been over here which probably oh my gosh has it been 10 years already i'm telling you time gets by so we're looking forward to an awesome show today but before we introduce you to the to today's guest i want to ask you how much do you value relationships, and do you consider yourself to be a really good mystery sleuth? I love to watch mysteries, and this one is really interesting. Like uh, Columbo is one of my favorites. They literally tell you who did what in Columbo, but then it's still intriguing because you want to know well, how did it happen, who all else was involved, what's the real motive. If you like a good mystery, and I know I do love a good mystery, and you value relationships, and when I say relationships in this story, there's a complicated father-son relationship. You get to watch this relationship change and how they influence each other. The father has untreated alcoholism. The son is a he's a track phenom, and he's also very, very bright and doing very well academically. He's on his way to college where he meets his true, I mean for real, soulmate, and he meets these 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 four other friends, there's five of them in total, and they're from different parts of the world. And one of them goes on to do very, very well, but there's also one involved in a murder mystery. So you got this, you got this bit of mystery. These these relationships that you get to watch how these people influence each other and help each other, and some maybe not help each other. If relationships and mystery. I mean, like, and there's some high chase scenes in this story. If that intrigues you, I encourage you to get a copy of Love Pour Over Me by yours truly, Denise Turney, today. You can get it in an ebook, print, or paperback. Again, that's Love Pour Over Me by Denise Turney. And if you don't see it on the bookstore or library shelves, just ask the clerk for a copy for you to order a copy because it's carried by the largest book distributors in the world. Remember, Love over me by Denise Turney. And now let us go and meet today's special off-the-shelf guest. And today's guest this morning is she's a Christian, she's an author, a podcast host, a speaker, she's a poet, educator, and a blogger. And she focuses on helping people to connect with 
the creator with God and their calling, as well as helping them to identify what's keeping them from moving forward in their life. And books that she's written uh, and published include Nuggets of Thought, A Teacher's Year Timer, and Teacher's Time-Saving Tips. And who is this? This is Miss Levita Brooks. And please check LaVita Brooks out online, and I'm going to spell her website for you. Her website URL is L-Y-B, as in Victor, L-Y-B-I-T-A, B as in boy, R-O-O-K-S dot com. Again, that's L-Y-B-I-T-A, B-R-O-O-K-S dot com. And I'll do it one more time, L-Y-B-I-T-A. B-R-O-O-K-S dot com. Going to bring her on live this morning. Hope I got the right line. We're honored We're honored to have you with us on Off the Shelf this morning, LaVita. Welcome to Off the Shelf. Oh, thank you so very much. <laughs> I, I said I hope I pick up the right line. Oh, my yes, goodness. I, I have, I think only once. You get several lines on, I think, only once, and I said, oh, okay, wait a minute. So it is a pleasure, excited. I, I love when I do the research for the questions for our guests for the, each show, and I learn more about each guest as I'm researching the questions. So I'm excited to connect with you and hear what you share with our off-the-shelf listeners this morning. The first few questions I ask, I'll ask you, i ask every single guest, uh, it will be about three, four questions, to, just to give our listeners some backstory on the guests before we launch into talking about your books and other works you're doing. So to kick it off this morning, LaVita, please tell off-the-shelf listeners where you grew up and what life was like for you growing up. <laughs> Denise, that is a a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up in a couple of different places, in South Carolina, Philadelphia, and New York. So, and I'm not a, a a army child or anything like that, but I am what you call a. I grew up a, a an only child, and yes, I was spoiled. Yes, I was a brat, but my mother, she raised me to be independent. So, in South Carolina, <laughs> I learned how to. I learned how to embrace my imagination, and I learned how to teach because I love teaching. I teach anything. And then in Philadelphia, I learned how to really get to know me. And in New York, I learned a lot about what I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> oh, interesting. So that's that's a little bit about me, but the 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 major thing that just seems to roll through my life is that I've always been trying to find out who I am until I found that there is a God who has me hidden in Christ, and that is the place that I found out who I was. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. Now, when you were a young girl, you said the different places you lived and the different things you learned in, in the different environments you were in. But when you were a little girl, what did you dream of being when you grew up? What did you want to be when you grew up? A baby doctor. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> baby doctor. I was serious. I wanted to be. I didn't know anything about GYN gynecology. I didn't know any any of that. All I knew is that I wanted to deliver babies. And when I got in, when it was time for me to actually select where I wanted to go for college, I had to ask my mother. I said, Mom, what should I do? And she simply said, oh, go into elementary education. And it was the best thing. Because <laughs> I found out I, I didn't like blood. Denise, that's not Oh, wrong. yeah, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah, that's, no, that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> That wouldn't work. Now, who or what inspired you? You've got journals and books out. Who or what inspired you to pursue writing? Where, what birthed your love for books? Oh, I, you know, I, I have to say my mother, and then I have to say my imagination, and then, and then I would have to say the Lord. It, it's like all of this came together. Living with my mother, she was a PE teacher. So I was always around books. The majority of the people in my family are either somewhere in education, entrepreneurs, or social workers. So books has always been in my life. <laughs> um, and I think it's through books that I just began to start writing things. And I've always liked doing diaries. I know, I know, even your listeners can relate to this. Back in the day, um, you had those little diaries where you use your little key to open it up. Remember? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've always written in, in my diary. And, I've, and as, as I have grown, I've realized that in those diaries, I was also writing stories. I was writing back and forth. Oh, and my mother, because she was paying attention to me, she kept taking me places where I would embrace and find out and see folks to the point I actually feel comfortable hanging around a bookstore. I mean, that's, that's one of my, you know how some people like to go shopping for shoes? I go shopping for books. Okay. I went yesterday. <laughs> oh, good for you. Yeah, I love being in a bookstore as well. I find that interesting. So when you were writing in your diaries, how old were you? Because some of the guests on our shows, they, they knew like five years old that they were going to be a writer. They knew way, and some say they didn't find out till their 40s or 50s or 60s, but so you you were literally writing like different experiences you had during the day in your in your diary, and then you were also writing like little short stories in there. Well, I didn't see it as short stories. So 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 let's okay. When I was um when I was little, I used to teach my imaginary students on the back steps of my grandmother's porch. It is there where. Later on in life, I realized that that's where I learned that I love teaching, I love to write, and I love to speak. I didn't realize that, but that's where that all started. So from there, in middle school, I wrote my first book at the age of 12, you know, on the blue-lined, college-lined paper. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you staple it together. <laughs> so I had a title page. And I did the whole nine yards. But okay. it was never in my mind to be a writer. That's just something I liked doing. It okay. wasn't until I became an educator. <laughs> so I was in my 20s that it blew up in my head. Hey, uh, I want to be a writer. Okay. But now I'm teaching, and I love teaching. I'm not stopping teaching. So on the my part-time job, my head was to learn the skills of writing so that I can be the best writer that I, you know, can be. But it okay. didn't take me until my 60s to actually um, publish a book for my mother. But before that, in my, I believe it was in my 40s, I wrote my, it was on the job. I was writing books, little pamphlets for the job. So that sparked me as well. You know, it, 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 we continue on our journey regardless of how long it takes us to do something. That's you it. started writing in middle school, and you, if you, were, you said you were in your 60s really before you published your, you, in your 40s, the job manuals, but a book on your own in your 60s. Which leads into my next question. Can you tell us when and why you decided to write Nuggets for Thought? Because I had to keep a promise. <laughs> I had always promised my mother that I was going to publish her writings. I, I, I have these visions in my head of just laying on the couch and watching my mother write in her little, her little blue and white, her green notebook. Just write. And there were times that I would want to write with her, but just listening to her, just, you know, kind of like put me to sleep. But, <laughs> but I'm serious because, you know, she'd just be writing along and I just, just and, and my mind said, you know, you should be writing too. I'm saying, okay, I, I will, maybe. I, <laughs> but I never do. But I always said to her, Mom, I'm, I'm going to publish your story. And I never did. So when she passed in 2017, that was one of the things that I said I have to do. I have to keep my word because she's a woman of her word. And she taught me to be a woman of my word. So I have to do this. And Lord bless, I'm telling you, this, this beneath the nuggets for thought was called Ma Porn. <laughs> it was okay. that, it was like that for about what, three years? Okay. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Finally it it was even called I forgot. Just remember it was called Desiree as well. I mean it oh. because I was gonna put her poem in with my short stories. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about Tell us about some of the topics that are covered in the book Nuggets for Thought. What are some of the topics that you cover in the book? Oh, one of the topics has to do with um, women, the different kind of women. You're a married woman that's that's single. You know, you're married, but you you have all these freedoms. Or you're the single woman who's trying to act like you're married. You're the complex woman who's, 
You just got a whole lot of stuff going on. <laughs> also, also uh, having here one of the, 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 the things that I wrote is called uh, the joy of being a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I got that from my little cousin because they did not want to get into the car. And it was all because no one wanted to get into the middle. So in my family, we, for, for a while there, we were talking about, oh, so you're going to be peanut butter and jelly. It's one in the middle, sitting in the middle. It's peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but one of my favorites in the uh, in the book is called Building Bricks for Steps for Steps to Stand on in Life. And my mother wrote this for well, she's not my little cousin anymore, but she's still she's like she's taller than I am. But but for her niece and it was about her niece it took her a while to um decide to go to go to college. So when she finally did and graduated, my mother wrote her a poem. And it's like, wow. It's like, and the poem has to deal with how, you know, each step in life that you take, each journey has a, has a step. And for each step, you got to step on to the next step in order to go through that journey. When that journey spins, you go to the next step. You know, and it's, and, it's, and, 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 and the steps are also decisions that you make. So, so it has stories like that and, and, and also her stories um, when she was an educator of, of, of students <laughs> saying things like, uh, so one person said this, then another person said that. And then you had to figure out, well, okay, so who's winning in this this conversation? Because you know, high schoolers they have they have their own uh, uh, language sometimes. So it was discussion of, okay, so who's winning this conversation? Is the conversation done? I mean, it, okay, so those are the types of stories that are in there. But so I wrote they- it so that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. You said you wrote them so that. Wrote it so that mothers and daughters could come together, or mm. or, or any you know uh, the, uh, an elderly with a younger group can come together and actually discuss what's in here, because it's all about life and the choices that we make. Ah, uh, so it sounds like so. How much of the writing is your mother's in the book, and would you? And how much is yours, number one? Number two, it sounds like these stories, although they might have been written, like you said, your mother wrote one for uh, your cousin or her niece, they have a universal message, would you say? Or yeah. would the reader feel like this could resonate with them or that it's mainly for uh, the writer wrote it from, like, for maybe your mother or her niece? Or would, does it have a, does the reader feel like this is, this is speaking to me? I want to say that a mother and daughter would really say that this is speaking to them because it's about that those relationships, those unique relationships that we have with each other. 
those those unique conversations that we want to talk about, like, uh, daughter, are you sure this is the man for you, or uh, uh, or or Ma, are you sure? I have taught you 16 different ways to organize your clothes, and you still are having problems. We need to discuss this, you know. So, so the things like that that are in there that are unique. Even a topic on when elderly people share things, mm-hmm. is that old news? Can that really apply to my life today? It's a conversation and they're about that. And so, the majority of the book is 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 um my poem fiction and 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 ending. That's the majority of the book. Okay. But there's like kudos to you on keeping the promise to your mother to publish her writings. And I, I definitely wanted to ask you this. For those who, uh, I just featured somebody in a, a newsletter, the book lovers have, and he came across his father's uh, writings on a disc, and he took them and put them into a book that's. he said he's, he's spoken a lot of different places. It's very impactful. But I'm just curious when a child comes upon their parents' writings, uh, you, maybe if you didn't, well, you knew your mother was writing, but I'm sure some of her writings maybe you didn't see when you were a kid. Were you surprised to read anything that you discovered in your mother's writings? Yes, I was. <laughs> For those I, I I didn't I didn't place it in there because I I was still trying to figure out. Okay, so mom, what are you saying here? <laughs> okay, you that she started, but she didn't finish. And I don't, I don't know why she didn't finish, or maybe that was just as far as her thought she could think. I, I, I have no idea. But those I didn't put in here. Okay. These are the ones that I understood, <laughs> and these are the ones that reflected her. And 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 there were maybe about two or three that weren't complete, complete. But because I understood the thought. I finished it for her. And it may be okay. a line or two. Okay. Now, how long is the flash fiction uh, that you share in the book? And it, can you share us, for people who've never heard of flash fiction, I know I'm hearing it more earlier, I've never heard of flash fiction. Can you share an overview, just a little brief uh, definition of what flash fiction is and just share a synopsis of one of the pieces of flash, flash fiction that you share in the book? Okay, flash fiction can be anywhere from, if you can do it in one word, that would be cool. But, <laughs> but it's, it's basically under a thousand words, and it is a complete story. Now, that story is going to encompass your imagination as well. So as a writer, you'll have to be able to, the, you have to do more showing than telling, and it has to and, and and it has to be clear enough for people to get the entire story, 
not just from your words, but also from the imagination. So let me see. While you're looking for that, I just wanted to share this. I'm listening to you as a writer myself. I know short stories, the shorter the piece, generally the more challenging it is. Less than a thousand words to tell a story sounds like a bit of work. It's a lot. (laughs) To me. You would think it's easier, but I would say that is kudos to you. That sounds like that would be a bit of work. How do you tell a story in London a thousand words? I don't, to me, that would be a bit of a challenge. Denise, you have to get straight to the point. You know, yeah. short stories, they tell you, you you start at the action. This flash fiction, you're starting not at the action, but you're starting smack dab in the action. I mean, you are mm-hmm. in there. That's why I said your imagination has to take care of all the rest of it. But you're actually in the action. <laughs> You're there. Okay. Okay. So that, that's Flash. And I wrote uh, one about uh, this man rushing home and because his wife told him, you know, he had to hurry up and get there. So he did. Well, she come running out with her you know, uh, house cold, looking all raggedy. And she's talking about how the dog just had some puppies. Well, I mean, this man has taken off work. And you talk about dogs that had puppies. Well, his thing is, so you pay more attention to the dog than to me? So you if you think about it, like I said, your imagination, you're saying, what? Uh, he's paying more attention to, oh, so he's rushing. Oh, and the attention is not for him, but the attention is for the dog. Uh, <laughs> interesting. It makes yeah. sense in the way you're describing it. I don't think I've read it, but now I'm curious to read some flash fiction. It sounds like... Um, it's just interesting, intriguing, um, the way you're describing it, uh, to read a piece of flash, a flash fiction. It's becoming more popular. I'm hearing about it more and more and more. And then, like, with the Kindle Vela, those types of writing could maybe fit into the uh, flash fiction. I thought I know exactly the minimum length for Kindle Vela stories. But it sounds interesting. I, your book, and, again, I want to give our authors – I mean, our listeners, the title of it, Nuggets for Thought by LaVita Brooks. I mean, in in this book, you're going to get poems. And then some of the writings are from her mother. She made a promise to her mother, which is why the book was published. Uh, poems, reflections, and then this flash fiction uh, about life as seen through the eyes of two educators. So you're going to get a different formats of, of, of stories when you get the book Nuggets for Thought. Now I want to switch gears just a little bit, LaVita, and talk about your book, Teacher's Time-Saving Tips. Is this book, is this written for Sunday school teachers, uh, more traditional school teachers? Who is the book Teacher's Time-Saving Tips written for? Okay, that book I wrote when I was a teacher. So that is strictly for new teachers, teaching them how 
to start their school year. And I was no longer in a print. <laughs> okay. So you, you were it, trying it, to help. It was, it was, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was saying it was fun to write, though. So a traditional school teacher could could a, could somebody teach in like a Sunday school or more of a a focused lesson could they also benefit from the book you said it's out of print but maybe you bring it back into print but is it is it <laughs> something that a anybody teaching a class could benefit from you said it helping them prepare for the the school year or it, would it just be somebody teaching in like a traditional classroom setting? It, it, it... It was for that particular time. And the reason it's out of print is because now you have more technology. So the things that oh, I talked about in okay. there, your, your teachers are now using electronic uh, ways of planning. They're, uh, there's more, they have whiteboards now, so the chalkboard is no more. Uh, so that's why it, it's out of print because they can do the things that it, and there, they can now do on their computer or on their iPad, except for the bulletin boards, you know. <laughs> but the bulletin board, yeah. so that was the other thing. So that's why they I don't use chalkboards in school anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure some. I'm pretty sure there's some schools that do, but the majority of them use the whiteboards now. Interesting. See how far behind I am. So are, are there? I just are there any tips? My sister's a teacher, by the way. Are there any tips oh, okay. that you do share in the book? I know you say the technology yeah. that could benefit someone who teaches today. Oh, well, one like I said, the bulletin board. Um, I would put up. I had two ways of doing bulletin boards. One, you put up on white paper as your background, and you put. All your seasons, let's say uh, you had Christmas season, you had, um, um, what's the, uh, Dr. Seuss week. Uh, you put all that, those pieces into different bags and you label them. Because you don't use them over and over. If, if, you, if you're teaching the same grade, you're going to use them over and over. The work, the children's work is going to be different, but those pieces will be the same. And that way you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel every year. And the second way is, I would say you put up one color and then you put your information, all your pieces on it. Then you put on another color and you put your pieces on that. So that means for, for two quarters, you have the same pieces up there, but the, the thing that keeps changing is the student work. So the first part might be um, all my helpers, uh, all my um, – I'm trying to remember all the things I put up. It, this has been a while since I wrote that. But I, I, all my helpers, my um, – my students for the day, my readers for this week, or something. But there was, but I had two of them up there. I'd have to, I'd have to find the book. To, it te- that's what I remember. That. 
I really appreciate teachers, and I appreciate you for being an educator and your mom. I always tell my sister things. It's a lot that goes into it. It's not just getting up and talking in front of students. There's so my sister teaches special education, so she has the paperwork. Oh my goodness, she told me the paperwork. It's 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 a, there's a lot that goes in to being a, a teacher today, and I really thank you for being a teacher. Now, can can you tell us about the me? Project Academy. Is that still going on? And can you tell us about it? Oh yeah, that's that's that started about I want to say about three years ago. And and what it is 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 I'm trying to help busy Christian women live with intention, with purpose, and help them build a, a fruitful a fruitful ministry. So I first start off with teaching them pathways on how to actually get to the point where they can actually build a fruitful ministry. So I have pathway one, which focuses on um, developing spiritual disciplines. And one of those disciplines is how to study the Word of God, how to meditate, how to just sit down with Scripture and talk to God about just that scripture. I have um, a second pathway, which is actually living intentionally. Uh, that's where I give you toolkits, toolkits like how to uh, have prayer retreats. And and also this, this month, September, I have like a Nuggets book club. This is the first time I did something like this. <laughs> where, where, where we're going to talk about, the different things that are happening in, in the book, Nuggets for Thought, and also have like a poetry slam. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. <laughs> and then um, third pathway is being strategic. How to actually plan with the Lord. What does that look like? What, what, why would you want to do it? What's the meaning behind that? And everything that I'm trying to teach in this academy is that we need to live for a purpose. We're not here to just be here. We're here for a purpose. Everybody, every, even the trees got a purpose. Everybody's here for a purpose. And I just, my goal is just to try to help people find their purpose because mm. it's the purpose that keeps you stable. You may fall, you may tremble, you may, you know, have disasters happen in your life, but if you remember your purpose, you can get up because you know that you got something to do. God didn't put you here to keep crying and feeling pitiful. You got a purpose. And it may take you a year or two to get there, but it's that purpose that keeps you moving forward. Now, are these classes in person or are they virtual? These are virtual, except my fortified coaching program. That is, um, that is um, digital, and it's coaching, so it's live on Zoom. Okay. Now, how so long? It's a two-parter. You said they're in, like, phases in the Me Project Academy. Their phases are in the classes. How long does each 
phase of the class last and the, to complete the Me Project Academy from start to end? How long is that? And how many students do you accept for each uh, each each session of the academy? Well, see that the, the academy. Well, the first part where you're let me let me put it this way: the pathway one and pathway twos you can do on your own. They're they're all on your own. The pathway three, that's the one where you where I have the opportunity to get to know you and you get to know me, and I can coach you through setting up the foundation for starting your ministry or your business. That's where you get to know me. And I get to help you, you know, develop the skills that you need. But one and two, you're on your own. And that also includes the second one, second pathway, also includes my podcast. So that's where you get the opportunity to, like, hear me. You know, because I'm 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 a little different. <laughs> I got a funny laugh and I and I stutter sometimes. So and it, that way you get an idea of what I sound like and 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 who I am. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, what's involved in the 21 day spiritual diet challenge? What what is that? And what's involved in this 21 day uh, challenge? It's 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 you do it on your own, but it's sitting down with God and meditating over First and Second Corinthians for 21 days, and I give you three steps on how to do that, and that's what it's about. It's just about developing being in God's presence through reading and understanding His Word. And only twenty. Uh, so, how, and how much time for people who are listening and who are interested in this? How much time would what's the daily commitment uh, for anybody who uh, decides to participate in a twenty-one day spiritual diet challenge? Is oh, it an okay. hour a well, day, or is it like thirty minutes in the morning, thirty minutes in the evening? <laughs> so I give you a choice. It's really two hours a day. But I suggest you doing like 45 minutes in the a.m., 45 minutes in the p.m., and then 30 minutes during the afternoon. Or you can just try 90 minutes a day. Or you can do it for one hour a day. But the point is I'm trying to help you get into a place where studying God's word, listening to him, and then trying to apply it. So it's basically two hours, but you can cut it down throughout the day. Instead of having a full two hours, you can, you know, divide that time up throughout the day. Now, how many people have been through the 21-day spiritual diet challenge so far, and what have they told you about (laughs) the changes they've experienced in their life after having completed the challenge? I can only talk for two people because only two people share. <laughs> only two people shared with me. And and the two that have shared with me, all they said was they enjoyed it. Basically, that was okay. it. 
yeah, okay. the, the other, the others. And this was the first time I put this out. This is the first time for this year because I wanted to see, okay. you know, how many of my listeners would, yeah. Okay. Now, when you yeah. when you talk about the Me Project Academy, I'm I'm thinking an individual who wants to uh, have a deeper, closer relationship with God. But then I'm, you said like the the part three is more like coaching if you want to start your ministry or a business. Is this more for like somebody interested, the Me Project Academy, someone interested in going into ministry or they want to start like a, a, a whether it's a, a Christian-based business or maybe they want to start a, a beauty salon or um a restaurant, et cetera. Is that more for that? Uh, that is that more the student for the Me Project Academy, or is this is it more open to anybody, regardless of what the person is aiming to do? Is open to anybody, and the reason and the reason I'm saying this is, I call it the Me Project because you are a project. You 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 have to get you together. So that you can be effective and helpful and useful to other people. And that's why it's a pathway. Because as you get yourself together, then you get into that third pathway, and that's where you know what God has called you to do. So now it's time for you to set up the ministry. Now remember, your life is a ministry, period. Either way you look at it. Right. When you walk outside, you, 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 people should know or, or say, mm, there's something different about that person. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's something right. unique. Mm-hmm. So, so, so in that third pathway, your ministry is now it's time for you to start planning, start setting it up so you can go and do what God called you to do. Mm. Okay. Now, so that's now you, you get into those to those other businesses that you're talking about, like uh, uh, dentistry okay. and okay. Okay. So it sounds it, it, the the goodness from it for me working in having worked and spoken with entrepreneurs, people, educators, uh, whether they are in an actual uh, ministry. Um, when I think ministry, I'm thinking like a pastor or youth minister, et cetera, Is it helps you to focus. It sounds to me like the Me Project Academy. You know, maybe you have a calling. Some people might not believe they do, and but you start to see, yeah, you you do, and you can see the little clues that have showed up in your life. Like when you were talking about your teaching to your illusionary students on the back porch, and then you became an educator, so you can start to see the little little hints that maybe this is my path. Or this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Then you get you really start to zone in on it in the third uh, pathway. It sounds like when you're in the Me Project Academy. So if somebody's confused, not certain why they're here, they will have clarity when they finish the Me Project Academy. That's what I'm getting from what you're sharing. That's it. Now, now, now you also offer a fortified coaching program. You are an educator. Do you still teach in school? By the way, I'm just curious. Oh no, I'm retired. Oh. <laughs> You're retired. Okay. 
Okay, but so now you're doing a different form of teaching. You're an educator. What are the components of if somebody wants to participate and get, do they get a certification? What's involved in the Fortified Coaching Program? Okay, no certification uh, because when you're in, you should be doing what you called to do because it starts off with uh, a digital part which deals with spending time with the Lord, extensive time with him. And it's for people who are truly committed. It's not, I'm not bringing in a lot of people. Um, It's more for like 16 to 12 people. And that way we can actually have a good conversation and focus on each other. You see what I'm saying? It's not a, it's open to everybody. But I really just want people who are serious about what God's called them to do. Like they're, they're ready to get started, and they need mm-hmm. that foundation. So the first part is spending time with the Lord. The second part, actually taking what they've been called to do, understanding what that truly means, and then setting a plan up, the foundation from which they can build later on their ministry, uh, uh, setting up a foundation where if things fall, they'll know that the foundation is solid enough that they can analyze and figure out with the Lord what the problem is and how to correct it. Or if they just need to do a whole pivot and go in another direction. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay. that's where... I spend time with them talking and praying and, and making sure that, that the foundation is solid personally in their business or ministry. And how long is this coaching program? <laughs> it's going to be five months. Okay. So it's four, it's four months with me and 21 days or a month uh, with, the, um, with the digital part. Because okay. I give you enough time to, you know, do it on your own time. You got 30 days. <laughs> 21 days, okay. do, you know. <laughs> okay. Five months. Because, you know, in today with so there's so many things, uh, so many programs and different things. I, I think a lot of times people want to know, what is my daily commitment? Especially if somebody's really serious or kind of on a fence about it. What's my daily commitment? And what's the long-term commitment? And then, again, what's, what are the benefits that I could get from participating in this program? Now, you also, you you got your hands full. LaVita, you have your hands full. You said you retired. You went, from, you went from working in the school to working in a different kind of way but still working. What is, what is LRW Publication, and when and why did you start the company? <laughs> I started that company while I was in education. <laughs> and then I, you know, then I kind of like let it fall to the side. And then after I retired, I picked it back up. But LIW Publication, that's that's my business name. That's what I work out of. Uh, so that contains the podcast, that contains the academy, and that contains the writing. You, so you are... That's the you, business. <laughs> you, you, 
Do you like that? You must like to stay busy. I was researching for your your interview, and I said, "Wow, she does a lot of stuff." And a lot of our guests, they do juggle a lot of things. I wanted to also ask you, and this uh, questions and answers that benefit our listeners. Why is identity? We've talked about this, and you you've you've alluded to it several times. Is there any other reason other than you say when life gets hard, things don't go? You, you you have you feel like you had a blow in life, and you if you have this strong foundation, you can get up and and keep going. So why is there any other reason why identifying and understanding your purpose? Because that seems to be the focus of your your trainings right now. Why is it so important uh, that you why why can't you just say I believe in God, I worship, I study the scriptures. I'm active in church. I'm active in the community. Why is it so important to also identify and understand your purpose? Because my life, and I said it before, my life is hidden Christ. Let, 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 let me do this. Okay, so knowing why you're here answers a whole lot of the questions that float around in your head, like, okay, is there a God? Why am I here? Why do I have to go through this? Why Why am I in this family? Uh, because this family is just not together. Why, why do I have to go to school? Why do I have to? Why, 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 why? If you know your purpose, those questions can be answered. If you believe that you have been called to be a writer, a speaker, and a teacher, you begin to realize that you're in this family because this family is where God placed you in order to cause those skills, those gifts and talents to grow, to come alive. And, And believing in God, I, I mean, when I say that I found who LaVita truly is by spending time in, in God's word, I have. That's what my podcast is called, Hanging Out with Jesus, because that's what I do. I hang out with him. And before I hung out with him, I was missing stuff. I was always looking for the next best thing or looking for there had to be something more exciting than what it is that I was doing. It was it was always something else. You know, mm. uh, this person was prettier than that person. Why? Okay, ooh, I should get that makeup because it might be looking like this. Or I should, you know, all of that, I should wear this because it accent this and then that will make him look at me like, okay, all this stuff, <laughs> but in Christ, it's a whole nother ball game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a meaning. So if I'm going to accent something, it's going to be so I can look business-like so I can get my teaching job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, okay. A, you know what I'm saying? So that mm. is why I am so... So avid about, you got to know your purpose. 
You got to yeah. know who you are. Right. And, no, I agree. It's very, very yeah. important. Yeah, I don't know if that really... I think sometimes you say, "Well, I accepted Christ. I, I'm, I read the scriptures. I, I, I'm, I'm a, I, I share my appreciation to the Creator, and yeah, I'm, I'm active. I help others. I'm kind. I'm loving. So that's enough. But it is important to know your purpose specifically why you are here. Um, so that seems like that's your focus, your work, what you're you're doing now. Now, how has podcasting, we only have a few more minutes left in today's show, how has podcasting helped you to connect with new readers? And then I want to briefly touch on, uh, you also offer a book, re- book review service. How has podcasting helped you to connect with and find new readers and new students even? That's something I just love doing. I the podcast focus was never about books. <laughs> the podcast focus was just so that I could learn to speak out. And I, it, it has evolved. That's why it has evolved. And I am still learning how to use the podcast in order to reach more readers. I'm still in that process. So one of the things I'm learning is to be on other podcasts. So okay. that I can, I can share it. So that's what I've been doing. Okay. When does it come on? Tell our off the shelf listeners when they can <laughs> tell us the name of your podcast and when they what days or hours they can catch it. It's called Hanging Out with Jesus Podcast. And it's on it's on all the um you know, the podcast uh platforms and it's also on Siri and you know um, it comes out the second and fourth Thursday of every month. And if you get on the newsletter, bam, you can, it just pops into your email. So, so hang out with Jesus podcast. Okay. Hang out with Jesus. Okay. <laughs> now, now uh, uh, again, we're coming down to the last few minutes. You also review books. <laughs> What types of books do you uh, review, LaVita, and how can authors who who might be interested in having you review their book, how can they contact you to get a book review? Oh, just just send it to, if you go to LaVitaBrooks.com, the contact section, and then just send it there. I am picky about what books I do read. They they have to be Christian and um, or Christian-related and somehow, meaning not, not a whole lot of cuss words. Okay. okay. And then um I don't like any horror. So I like poetry, uh fish, fiction and nonfiction stories. Short stories okay. basically. Just send the information there, the dbooks dot com at the contact section. Are you working on any new books right now? And if so, can you give us a glimpse into what you're working on? No, I'm not. Right now I'm just right I'm trying to write as many Short stories as I can in 30 days, just to see if I can do it. So oh, right now okay. I'm in a stage of having fun. <laughs> okay, good for you. Good for you. Where can off-the-shelf listeners get a copy of your books, Levita? Go to my um, levitabrooks.com, and there's a store. So go, go into the store, and you can get it there because it's on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Okay, and is it, are you, and your books are an ebook, print? What are, what are they an it's audio e-book. book as well? No, just ebook and print. Okay, that's a good and idea. And I want to ask audio. you. 
I want to. You're a wonderful guest. So I wanted to ask you: or Do you have any other upcoming speaking engagements? If our listeners wanted to hear you on a, at a, whether it's a, a an in person event or something on a podcast or the radio, if you can share some info about any upcoming speaking events you have. Okay, not presently, not yet. In fact, I'm uh, trying to work on that now. But if you go to thebeatabooks.com, there's a red uh, line up at the top. You click on that and get on the newsletter, you'll find out all that information. Okay. And uh, lastly, are you on any social networks? A lot of people, if they want to keep up with uh, an author or like yourself, an educator, they sometimes want to follow them on a, wherever they are on social networks that they also are on. Can you tell us where, if you are on any social networks, where people can find you uh, online? I'm on Instagram, at Hanging Out With Jesus Podcast, and I'm on Pinterest, at The Me Project Academy. <laughs> okay. We have just had the pleasure of speaking with Miss. LaVita Brooks, if you came into the show midstream or near the end, we get so many listeners to our archives. After the show finishes archiving, you can always go back and listen to it in its entirety as often as you like. And, of course, we encourage you to share the show with uh, other people who you think might benefit. And for this show, people who they might, maybe they're going through a life transition. Maybe they were working a job for many years and, they don't. They are, their passion for it is like going away, or they feel like this isn't really right for me. I've heard people say, you know, they did something for several years, like this isn't really right for me. So Lavita, her work helping you to identify your purpose, so you can start to to walk in in your purpose. So this show would be good to share with that person. They might find it beneficial and helpful. And she also wrote in. This is some of her mother's writings and her own. We discussed. Flash fiction and nuggets for thought. Nuggets for thought. So that's another book that you might be interested in picking up. But please go out and support Miss Labita Brooks, her website, and I encourage you to visit her online. She said you can sign up for her newsletter and keep up with her podcast and other things she's doing. And that's L Y V I T A B R O O K S dot com. Again, that's L Y. B-I-T-A-B-R-O-O-K-S dot com. Thank you so much, LaVita, for being here with us on Off the Shelf Book today. And please, please, you guys can uh, uh, keep up with her show again once it finishes streaming. It's in the archives. And I'll shoot you an email with a link to the show when it finishes streaming, LaVita. As I always tell you to our listeners, thank you, thank you so much for being here with us. You are awesome. You're amazing. You are incredible. Go out and create a fabulous day for yourself. And I'll see you back here next Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Center Time or New York City Time. Thank you so much, Levita, and to all of our listeners. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Take care. <laughs>